I'm Zoraida Cordova, and you're listening to the Clashing Sabers Network. Here we go again. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon, and I am here with a lot of people. First of all, I have my co-host, my co-pilot. He is on Twitter at the Drew Brett. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Drew. Hey, it, that was a really nice intro. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it so much. You know, Brandon, for you, how are you doing today? Nothing but the best. I, I'm good. Oh. I am. Uh, I'm ready to catch up with some friends and catch up on some Star Wars. And uh, holy cow, what a time to be a Star Wars fan! I feel like we say that at least like at one phase every year uh, since the Disney purchase. But we have yeah. a lot to talk about today, and there will we have be. A bit to uh, go down. Yeah, um, so this episode will be just a heads up, and I'll say it again, but this is going to be a full spoilers for uh, all the episodes that have been released of The Mandalorian. And in order to talk mm. about that, we had to bring in some more crewmates. So she is cool as Ahsoka wearing Mandalorian armor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lindsay. <laughs> Drew, do you still feel good about your intro? <laughs> I mean... It's okay. At least I got a Twitter handle drop. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't know. I'd rather an Ahsoka comparison than a Twitter handle drop. I think I won this round. Yeah, I'll let it, I'll let it go this time, but I guess I got to bribe Brandon some more. <laughs> Try harder. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying there were a lot of Drew Brett Twitter drops. Send your tweets to at the Drew Brett on the episode of <laughs> Don't Burn the Sacred Text. It's coming out Actually, later this there week. Were. <laughs> We oh had, no! We had some hot, hot takes, and we uh, we told people oh, exactly no. where they could direct their complaints to. <laughs> so, uh, oh, dear, what? What? The, wait a minute! Hang on a second. What book were you guys talking about? At least Thrawn, <laughs> Thrawn. Ascendancy. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh. Okay. I uh, fair warning. I've not read that one either. <laughs> it's you. You. You can. You can go without. Uh, but. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert for uh, our next episode. Also with us tonight, she is the wonderful, the immaculate, the amazing Adriana. Oh, you're so nice. That was so nice. I mean, I didn't get an Ahsoka reference, but that's okay. I'll take it. (laughs) I mean, I got to mix it up. I can't just be giving away Ahsoka references all the time. I mean, come on now. You got to work for it, Adriana. Okay, okay. <sighs> All right. <laughs> okay. Maybe if I get a Christmas card with you and your dogs in pajamas, then... Yes. Matching get their baby Yoda Christmas pajamas. Of course they are. Of course <laughs> they are. This is the kind of content uh, that we definitely need to start recording before we uh, record the episodes, <laughs> put them on Patreon, because people are like, why is Brandon asking Adriana about her pajamas? It's weird. Uh, and also with us tonight, he is the wonderful, the forever amazing, the forever Star Wars host, Mr. Mark Marquis. Ah, oh, thank you. I was kind of hoping for a Cobb Vanth reference, but again, I'll take that. I agree with Adriana. That was a good intro. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. You could definitely cosplay Cobb Vanth. 
I, look, it's easy. Get a middle-aged guy with gray hair. That, that's me. You know, there you go. That's that's all uh, all you need. So, on this episode, we are going to be talking um, about a few things. We're gonna one. We're just gonna kind of catch up. We haven't all uh, been together, and of course, we are missing our other hosts, Sam and Zach. But they will be on with us again soon. Uh, but I or we rather wanted to just kind of catch up with each other on Star Wars and and what we've been Star Warsing lately, and then. Uh, somebody had the terrible idea of giving Drew control over the show to come up with a game. So um, this could be good. This could put Saw to shame. We are going to find out. Uh, Wow. Did you just call me a terrorist? I would never say such a thing. You inferred that I called you a terrorist. Yeah, I did. Okay. You're right. You're right. You win this round. I know. I'm good. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. And like I said before, this is going to be full spoilers for all the episodes of The Mandalorian that have been released to date, including uh, the most recent episodes. So if you haven't watched that episode or the entire season yet, make sure you go watch that because you are you are missing out. Uh, it is a, a great, great season that we have going on uh, in The Mandalorian and the potential for other things that could be coming uh, from it. So exciting stuff there. But just in general, I mean, it's it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. We're getting to the point where I think people are kind of figuring out how to continue to create content in this uh, weird COVID era that we live in. And um, so it's exciting to be able to get some of that entertainment back and, and have a little bit of uh, light in the darkness, if you will. So, Drew, I'm going to send it to you first. And uh, just tell us, what have you been Star Warsing lately? What have you been up to? Well, there's two things that I wanted to mention. The first one is, I don't know if anybody else got these in the mail yet, but Star Wars Celebration sent me a box full of pins, um, which I wasn't wholly expecting. Brandon, did you guys get any of those? Because I, I think you guys had tickets too, right? I have not hey, gotten anything. Here had it. You haven't gotten them yet? Has no, anybody got gotten anything. pins in? Lindsay? No? Did you, did you order them? I have not, no. I must have, I guess. I got the okay. I got eight stormtrooper pins, and I don't remember paying for any of them. So it was kind of weird. Like, I got an email saying that they were on the way, and I said, I don't know what these are, but okay, I'm not going to return them. Um, but I think it was like one stormtrooper pin for each ticket for each day because we had gotten four tickets for four day, or for two days. But then it also came with a BB-8 pin and the one that says Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020. And I was like, well, don't need this piece of crap anymore. It doesn't mean anything (laughs) to me. So that was kind of odd. Um, I guess I need to figure out if anybody else got those and and what that's all about. It's been so long since we bought those tickets. um, I don't remember that experience at all. So maybe I knew those were coming at one point. But if I did, clearly I forgot the other thing I feel like on. too when you buy the tickets, like you just press buttons because you're in such a yes. rush to try. You and just get try them. and get yeah. through as fast as possible, like to make sure yeah. that they get into your cart and then out of your cart. Um, I started reading and then most of the way through Lost Stars. Finally, um, it's been a, a while, so it's been interesting. It's I've never read this one, but I know it's high on people's list of their favorites in the new canon. And uh, 
it's pretty good. I, yeah. I don't think that's going to surprise anyone, but uh, I, I think I'm two thirds, three quarters of the way through, and I'm looking forward to how it goes. But I, I'm sure everybody else has already read this one already at this point. Mark, have you read this one already? It's my favorite of the new canon books. Yeah. Really? Yes, definitely. Oh, interesting. I mean, Claudia sure, Gray is just like, my, is my favorite you, author. Period. But it is yeah, she my this <laughs> this oh, okay. established her as like the Star Wars author. Like, I don't think we if, if this book doesn't land, oh. you know, we don't get Leia, Princess of Alderaan, we don't get Master and Apprentice, at least not the Claudia Gray versions of them. Like, this established her as like she is the Star Wars author. Uh, because at that point, it was, I mean, we they were bringing in old hats like John Jackson Miller and James Lucino and people who were doing great jobs. Yeah, but really she familiar. Yeah. And so she was the first uh, one to, one, kind of kick off like the real like new authors and new canon kind of feel. And then also the uh, kind of the, whether it's intentional or not, the mm. strong female movement that has been happening in bringing in female authors with Delilah Dawson and uh, E.K. Johnston, Amy Ratcliffe, all of them kind of following after mm-hmm. Claudia Gray knocked the door down with Lost Stars. So it's exciting that you're finally getting to to experience it. What do you think of like the framework of it basically happening adjacent to the things that we've seen? Do you are you enjoying that? Well, I, it's interesting that they put certain pers- moments in there to let you know to really kind of key you in to where you are in the timeline. I really enjoyed the section. It's early on in the book, so it won't be a, a surprise to anybody if you have not read Lost Stars yet, um, where the characters experience the uh, the the first Death Star explosion uh, f- from not anywhere close to the Battle of Yavin. So, like one of the characters is just kind of an information officer, and she's kind of reading the data packets as they come and they come and she's managing the battle and kind of passing along the information and all of a sudden everybody's monitor goes black and they're like well wait a minute what just happened here it's like a communications failure it's like all right everybody reboot the system get out blah 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 um but then like the real information starts trickling through like the whispers come in and people are connecting through coruscant instead of through the death star and it was a really fascinating look at that kind of information to say what happens to those around the event uh, on the outside looking in, but we still get to see what they're doing. So it's not like they've joined the audience in that moment, but we get a new perspective of those um, very, very important events. Also, I thought it was strange that they called it the Death Star. I thought that in other books they had just referred to it as like something like Orbital Station 1. I don't know if I made that up in my brain or if that's something that existed otherwise. Like I know there has been there was an older book called Death Star, but I don't th- I didn't remember the characters actually referring to it in universe by that particular title. Is anybody else got any reflection on that? Does that sound familiar or again have I just had a stroke and not realized it? You might have had a stroke and not realized. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I can remember is it being referred to as Project Stardust in Rebels and, uh, of course, in Rogue One. But no, I, it, it was pretty much called the Death Star as far as I know in the really? new canon. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know, but uh, I have to say, your stroke, your stroke aside, it is nice to hear your thoughts on that kind of 
tangent, that tangent storytelling, just because Brandon and I were talking about this last night when we were, were recording our Thrawn episode, we went back to uh, Queen's Peril. And if I'm not mistaken, Drew, it was you oh. who really took issue with how integrated the book was with episode one. So I was actually worried what your answer was going to be for this, thinking, oh, my God, well, he hated it then. Of course, he's going to hate it now. But I can... I see what you mean where we're not really in Lost Stars inserting ourselves in the story we already know. It's it's almost like uh, they're seeing it from our point of view as well. Yeah, and I think you really learn something new about what's going on through these additional experiences that you get to watch um, when you're reading Lost Stars because the audience has information that the uh, characters do not. And so we understand ahead of time what the issue is. We know the problem. And then watching them get to that conclusion and having it dawn on their face, well, proverbial faces, uh, is really fascinating to watch because we see how it affects these different characters. In Queen's Peril, I don't know that we got as much new information. The characters in that book knew way more than we did. And it felt more explanatory. It'd be like, oh, this is why what you saw on screen actually makes sense to the characters living in the thing. It's almost as if you had like like the I don't know who's old enough to remember pop-up videos from like the 90s but <laughs> Queen's Peril Yes, oh like my that. god Who's old enough to remember? Yeah, You're like so that. cute <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to like leave Adriana. Man, the, the guy cold, has one you know? stroke and doesn't know it, and, and suddenly he's the. the... I, I'm so old that I think pop up videos was like two or three years ago. Like that, like oh, wasn't that like oh five goodness. years ago? No, it was like two decades ago. Okay. Mark, I would watch that when I was sick from like middle school after Price is Right is over and I had a bowl of soup. Then I'd watch pop up videos on VH1 for like three hours. So it was the best. That's how old you are? Boom. Anyway. <laughs> It was great when it was... New. Anyway, that's not... <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> Queen's Peril felt more like that, where if you paused the movie and then read these three paragraphs, you got like the behind-the-scenes explanation. But Lost Stars feels a whole lot more interesting, again, because we already know what's happening, and we're waiting for the characters to catch up, and that's, that's been a pretty fascinating exercise. Now, in fairness... They did that with the Battle of Yavin. They did that, again, if you haven't read Lost Stars, you should probably stop listening for the next minute or two. They do it at the Battle of Hoth, which I thought was pretty fun. Um, some revisionist history going on, though. I don't remember that particular ATAT walker being taken down that way, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, and we're up to Bespin. So uh, Sierra, Sienna, can't remember her name. Uh, the Imperial character has made it to Bespin, and that's about, I think, as far as I've gotten. So we're several months out from... Oh, it's it's really good though. I'm really enjoying it. It's 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 good, and I can't wait to um, put something down on paper after I'm done. I can give you some. I've got some thoughts on it. You'd be surprised. But that's what I've been starring. So, Brandon, who should I kick it next to? Who's well, the I, next lucky winner? Before before we jump to that, I just want to say like, I I cannot wait till you get to the end because every time I re- reread Lost Stars, I'm like, this is such a fun book. It's so enjoyable, and oh, and then the end. It just really it it's an emotional <laughs> gut Stop punch. It. No, I'm not gonna say anything else. I just it's it's I, a really I, I don't know good if I could ending. take that. Um, so 
Cool. I'm looking hopefully, forward to it. Hopefully we get like, a, I really want a, a Lost Stars kind of book for the sequel trilogy. Like whether it's Lost Stars 2 or something that kind of in that vein, I think would be really, really cool. But uh, until we get that, we are going to throw it over to Adriana. And Adriana, you can tell us kind of what have you been Star Warsing lately other than uh, the child? I mean, Grogu. I've just really been um, keeping up with the Mandalorian, um, and also collecting a bunch of baby Yoda crap that I don't need, but I desperately want. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I got my. It's okay. Uh, this is exactly why I became a teacher. Just FYI, um, but I got my animatronic baby Yoda that I had ordered way back in february that was um the the one that you had to pre-order and it finally came and i showed my class and now every day like every day one of my students is like can we see your baby yoda and now um they're like so obsessed with baby yoda that um (laughs) they're asking their parents um like for christmas gifts and stuff they want baby yoda (laughs) It's like it's so yes, and um, that's working. It's working. Train the yeah. young minds. And uh, um, actually, today I I did a distribution of like take home packets uh, because I have littles and I can't it, just giving everything digital is not is not for the little ones. Um, and so today, um, when I was at the school site, you know, distributing the packets, um, one of my kiddos, he was, like, so excited. Um, he brought me this cute little, like, Baby Yoda candy dispenser. <laughs> um, and he's like, it's for you because you love Baby Yoda. And and he was, like, so excited to, like, show me all the buttons. Uh, like, you push the button and it makes, like, noises and stuff. Um, so corrupting. I mean, not corrupting <laughs> young minds. <laughs> um, Proper so education. That's, that's what I've been doing. But I do like I've just been uh, mostly keeping up with uh, the Mandalorian, and then I finally got around to reading uh, Crash of Fate, uh, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I was I've had it on my bookshelf for quite a while, but. Um, I don't know. I, I usually I've been so behind because I usually do the audible books uh, because I'm I travel to work. So like, you know, when I'm going to work in the morning or when I'm coming home, um, that's or anywhere I go, pretty much like if I'm driving to Disneyland, um, that's when I would listen to all my audiobooks. Uh, but I haven't driven anywhere <laughs> because <laughs> there's a pandemic happening. Um and so I've gotten like really, really behind. So I was really proud of myself for finishing Crash of Fate. Um, now, did you did you do that one on Audible or did you do it? No, in, I got, I book? I ordered the book. I ordered okay. The book. I I had to do the book. Um, it's kind of hard for me um, to do audio um, because I usually will end up doing some sort of task on my computer or something, and um, then I stop paying attention. <laughs> Um, so no, yeah, uh, Crash of Fate, uh, was, I, I really enjoyed it, and it kind of also, um, made me a little sad, I think, um, just because they talk, um, about, uh, 
Zoraida Cordova, she really paints this really beautiful picture of Galaxy's Edge and the people that live there and like the diversity and the aliens and stuff. And knowing that it's supposed to be a tie in to the land at Disneyland, and I've been to the land at Disneyland and um, not not getting to see like that vibe that I got from the book, like not it didn't mm. translate well, um, you know, to Galaxy's Edge for me personally. Um, and so uh, I was like, this is what we could have had. But instead, the person giving me my popcorn is uh, <laughs> uh, Dawn from Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because when we talked with Zoraida, uh, of course, like it was before the uh, she was writing this before Galaxy's Edge had opened. So. Well, she said it was really interesting is like she had an actual map of Galaxy's Edge and she took like, I think it was like little pops, little Funko pops or at least some kind of figures. And she was using them as stand ins and moving them around and stuff like that to try to make it feel uh, really lifelike. And as somebody who hasn't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, like I feel like I was really immersed in the experience uh, and really got between that and black spire i got a good feel of what batu was like so it's kind of interesting knowing that maybe some of that uh transition from page to actual execution is not quite there but crash of fate's one of my like sleeper favorites it's like on my list of i need to get back that and most wanted i really want to get back and read most wanted too i i think for hmm. me it's it's uh, like I said, I, I've been to Galaxy, uh, Galaxy's Edge, and, and, like, I do love the rides there, and I do love, you know, like, the food they have and stuff. But for me, um, like, as a pass holder, it's one of those things, um, like, the Millennium Falcon ride, Smugg Smuggler's Run. Um, it's one of those things that it's very easy for me to go and, oh, the wait's 30 minutes. Nah, it's okay. I don't need to ride it today. I'll come back. Um and, you know, if you're not doing Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance, what are you doing? You know, uh, you can't um, you can't just buy a lightsaber every time you go. I mean, theoretically, you could if you wanted to. Uh, I, I, I was going to say that kind of money. You uh, can. Lindsay does. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay buys a lightsaber every other weekend. <laughs> um, so, like. I, I understand, like, Galaxy's Edge being a great experience if you don't get to go, like, all the time like I get to. But, like, for as for me being a pass holder, like, there's really not much for me to do, you know, once I, once I, once I do Smuggler's Run or once I go into the shops because I've already purchased, you know, what I, what I want to purchase. Um, it's a lot of shopping, um, which, I mean, yeah, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> um, but there's, like, like I said, like when you when I when I first imagined when I was at D23 and I was in the panel when they announced Galaxy's Edge and like the way they talked about it and how it was going to be like really immersive. And like even when you ride um, Star Tours and you you're landing and they show ba Batu and, you know, you see all these like aliens, you see like you just see like it, it, like it's a busy spaceport type town. Right. And um and like reading Crash of Fate, you get that too. And it's really such like the way they talk about it and they describe things like that are not necessarily even in the land. Like, you know, the little alleyway where it's like the shady 
business goes on in the alleyway or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or did I make that up? No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't you don't see those you don't get to see those people those creatures those aliens like walking around and I think just that that would be so cool to see and I I feel like because it's Disney um, they could they could do it they could find a way to you know have those aliens um, you know have the cast members like. The cast members are already in costume. Put them in some makeup too, you know. Um, so I think that's that's um, reading Crash of Fate like because I loved it and I thought it was really good and I painted it painted this like really nice uh, picture of Galaxy's Edge. But actually going there, it's not the same. Um, so that's why it made me a little bit sad. Um, and I, you know, uh, but I really I really liked it. I really liked how um, Izzy and Jules were. Um, connected and 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 the relationship there is just it felt very like it didn't feel like oh this is a you know young adult you know long lost lovers kind of you know book like it's it's a very like it's very much of a genre but it doesn't feel campy or anything like that Zoraida does a, a really good job uh, and she's one author that I'm like, y'all, we need to get her back in here. So hopefully she will come back soon. Mark, what about you? What have you been up to uh, in the Star Wars galaxy of late? Well, listening to Adriana talk about Galaxy's Edge, um, I, I've i been finding myself getting more and more in, intrigued by the uh, the lore and and all the sort of the this the stories behind all the locations and the characters that you see in Galaxy's Edge. So I'm, I feel uh, I can relate to what Adriana is is talking about. Uh, you know, having been there and seeing the potential of it, um, I feel like we could do a whole episode where we just talk about how they could make Galaxy's Edge more even more real than it already is. And there's so much potential. Adriana touched on a little bit of just having people as characters maybe I mean I know that now because of COVID there's there's limitations to what people who are in costume can do how they can interact how much they can interact but there are some ways that they could I don't know have little vignettes play out little little plays little dramas play out in catwalks or things that are above the walkways there's there's so many ways that they could actually add uh, storytelling into the land itself. And I've been really fascinated by the idea of like of treating it as we would a movie or a TV show or a series of books as it's just a it's just a different kind of medium. It's something that you can go and visit, but you can also it's still incorporated into the universe. And I ordered a book called Traveler's Guide to Batu. And it's it's something that you could probably like you could imagine yourself buying it at Galaxy's Edge because you know the stuff that is for sale in Black Spire Outpost is supposed to be in universe. And so this was written from the perspective of somebody who is a traveler who has been to Batu and knows it inside and out and is describing to you kind of like gosh what is the what are the traveler's guides that are so popular? Uh, for that sort of give you really oh, detailed information. About, readers? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like that, only it's like it's from within the Star Wars universe. So it's like if you were 
you, you know, picking up your guide to, you wanted to travel to Batu, you pick this guide up so that you know where to eat, who to speak to, what places to avoid. Um, it gives backstories into shop owners and their histories with some of the other residents. Um, but it's all told from the perspective of somebody who lives in universe. Um, so that's, that's very entertaining to read something like that. There was another one and I need, I don't know the name of it, but I saw it described in something. It must've been some kind of Disney promotional piece, but it is very, it's, it's along the same lines. It's written in universe. It's in a, like the book that it's like the book, the way it's constructed is very old and the pages are very dog-eared and it's made to look like a very old text, but it was written about Batu and it was, and it's in universe. That's, I, I think it's for sale at the Disney store, but I haven't done investigation about that yet, but there's stuff like that, that I just find really fascinating. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, and other than Mandalorian, um, I have been working on, for the first time, I'm trying, I've tried to do justice to my fan obsession by creating a legitimate fan cave. And I've spent the last several months in COVID, in, in quarantine, working on this fan cave. And I finally finished it, and I'm all moved in. In fact, I'm recording right now from um, my, my little studio that I set up. Um, and it's just been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of hard work, but also to see it all come together and I can actually have a place where I can hang my artwork and sort of create shelves where I could put all my knickknacks and the things that I've sort of been collecting. Cause I'm not really a collector collector, but I have enough stuff that I kind of want to put it on, dis in dis on display in a way that I can appreciate it more. Like I can see it more. I can see it better. Um, that's been a lot of fun. And so I've spent do you last. Have like, do you have yeah, like a favorite ahead. piece on display? Like what's the one thing you look at and you're like, that's why I put these shelves up. Um, I'm a real, I'm a fan of those. What is this? Uh, what's the name of the game is Disney infinity. Mm -hmm. yes. the name of the game? Yeah. Oh, those, those figures are great. Those figures are the best. And I wish, my gosh, they stopped making them. And I wish that I had collected more of them because they are, some of my favorite figures I have ever bought and they look amazing. And I just want to, I just have created like a, I've got these little boxes. They're like shadow boxes that you put on the wall and you can sort of put, put pieces in them. And I just want to have a wall filled with shadow boxes with Disney infinity characters. And I guess I could go to eBay and, and purchase more of them, but like, uh, I'm just, Use I've been video bitten by game stores. Used video game stores have have them. Yeah. Um, so. Do you have the Han Solo one? I do have the Han Solo one. I was gonna say you can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I somehow for some reason I ended up with two Leias, and I'm not sure how that happened. But I have two Leias. I don't have a Darth Vader though, so I've got my little I've got a little piece set up where I've got Leia, Luke, Chewie, Han, Boba Fett, but no Vader. So I'm missing a Vader. Oh, Vet, where? Thank you. I I uh, have let's see, I have Ahsoka and Ray and Finn Infinity figures on the dashboard of my truck. Um, mm. So 
I ca- that's what I decided to do with them. But now I like I look at them and I'm like, I want to get more because they're so cool. <laughs> Those in the uh, the Galaxy of Adventure figures are the two that I'm like, I really want to collect more of these, but I really shouldn't. They're just I like that kind of comic booky uh, design that they have, where yeah, you know, it it's reminiscent of you know the animation. I would say more so in clone wars but um it's that more that anime style of of animation that galaxy of adventures has that people are just like i mean god every time one of those drops people are like we need a movie in this format we need more of this kind of art so um that's cool you'll have to post some pictures on the facebook group and stuff so we can see it and see yeah, yeah. what all it looks like um Lindsay, what do you got going on Man, it's amazing that everyone is reading and building things and contributing to things because I've been doing like the lazy version of things. <laughs> and even the lazy version of things, I was, I don't want to say I was too lazy to do, but <laughs> I, um, you know, I've been doing everything that is expected of a Star Wars fan. I've been reading uh, from a certain point of view. I've been trying to stay up to date with the many, many, many High Republic updates that we're getting without reading the excerpts or anything like that. Um, Obviously watching Mandalorian, but as you guys are reading and doing constructive things to learn about stuff like Batu and Galaxy's Edge, I downloaded the virtual reality game, Tales from a Galaxy's Edge. And the problem is, you know, it's... It's virtual reality, so I have the headset. I unfortunately had a uh, neck injury for the past few weeks, and everything's looking good, but the first couple times I tried playing it, I literally just couldn't keep my head up with the weight of the headset on for too long. So I would play for like five minutes, ten minutes at a time, and then it would just start hurting. But everything is looking good and feeling good now, so hopefully this weekend I I can really dive into that game. Well, yeah, that was my experience with, with wearing it. It was the, the neck pain. So I feel you. I would say that makes me feel better, but since we've already established that you're the resident old man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a mirror, I'm a mirror of what's to come. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas future. The ghost future. of Star Wars future here, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Good stuff. shoot me. I, had a, like, I have a, a question for you guys because i wanted to play the pod racing game on the switch but i know it got postponed did that come out yes it did and it is phenomenal oh man it's worth every dollar don't tell me that because i've been trying to buy a switch and they're always sold out and then they did like the black friday sales and i'm like not I'm actually like an old person and it, I don't know how to use technology. So like I missed out, like they went on sale and I had no I- idea. And by the time I went to look, they're all sold out. So if you guys, you, see, as soon as you can get your hands on a switch, I, I highly recommend it. It's like 15 bucks. Oh, it is. It, it, it's as much fun as the original N64 version, but it's clean and it's fast and it's smooth. It's, it's probably, one of the best experiences in Star Wars video games I can think of. At least top five. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I want 
I want a Nintendo Switch. And everyone's like, just get a light. And I'm like, no, I want I want to play it on my no. big giant TV. <laughs> like, um, so um, I I need to get a I need to find a Switch. If you guys can, if you guys see a Switch, you know, send me a text. Hit me up. <laughs> send me a DM. Get in the mail. <laughs> buy it. Buy it for me. Whatever you know. <laughs> Please buy it for me. I'm good for it. <laughs> <laughs> so we we kind of have alluded to it a little bit, but of course Mandalorian is uh, going on right now, and wow, are we uh, are we in the throes of it? Um, we are we're we're going to be working on in the near future uh, and the uh, excuse me a animation to live action episode where we kind of look at um, <laughs> characters, and so. With that in mind, uh, we're going to kind of hold off wait, on... Wait, wait, wait. Let's, yeah, let's, let's give everyone the full background here of that is 100% the intention that we had for tonight. But apparently, we're going to play a game instead because we are the most mature. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, and, <laughs> no, and to be no, fair... No, no. That is some revisionist history going on here. We have documented <laughs> evidence that a certain percentage, which is somewhere between 39 and 41% of the people on here, did not realize that's what we were doing tonight. Well, that's what I was going to say. She was much kinder than the truth. <laughs> From Mark, a certain that's only point because of view. I'm a, you're, Mark, you're 20%. I'm the other 20%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man no so but we are gonna ho- hold off a little bit on talking too in depth about the mandalorian um because we we want to cover a lot of it in there because there are so many characters uh that have made that crossover uh this season and of course you can always get more mandalorian content check out sith talk they're keeping up with it and then uh each week i'm doing my meaning in the mando which uh is a a really fun dive into things that maybe are important, maybe are me completely overthinking it, but it's fun to do a deep dive into kind of the symbolism and metaphor that's going on in there. But guys, like overall impressions of how awesome this season is and how, uh, when, or when I say that, I mean how awesome um, having Ahsoka in live action is. Because <laughs> really that's all I've thought about since last Friday. Um, I, I keep well, actually not last Friday at the time that you're listening to this. The Friday before, it's been it's been ten days, and I still can't get it out of my mind. But seriously, what it, what are overall impressions of Mandalorian, Drew? Just a quick bird's eye view. What are you thinking of it? I think this is probably the best Star Wars Disney has put out. Full stop. Better than Rogue One. Uh, I hard it's, agree. Uh, okay. I I think. I think so. I love Rogue One. I love Force Awakens. I I like a lot of stuff that's come out, but I had more jumping off the couch fist pumps specifically for this last most recent chapter. Um, yeah. Like this that episode was for me. I don't know if anybody realizes <laughs> that. Um but even like the Ahsoka episode was phenomenal. It was like just this amazing, uh, like delectable experience where you could just stare at each individual shot and go, this all means something. It was so good. But here's the thing. Each and every episode this season has just gotten unbelievably better than the previous one. And they started out really high too. If you think like the first episode we got was the Cobb Vanth, you know, Marshall in the West story. Like 
And that was only like five weeks ago. And we all thought that was the best thing that Mandalorian had done. And then each episode gets progressively better and better and better. Like, this is amazing. I don't know that we've seen anything this successful in setting a bar of expectations and meeting it and clearing it this well since maybe the first season of Mandalorian. I don't think anything else has come uh, as close as these guys have in delivering exactly what they've promised and making it absolutely worth it. Favreau and Filoni are kind of like the dream team for Star Wars, I feel like, because Favreau is, I mean, just he understands movies in a way very similar to George Lucas and Filoni trained right under George Lucas. So Filoni can, I feel like can help Favreau make that jump of like, here's how you take your movie experience that you have in the MCU and writing your own things and and everything that he's done. And here's how you do it in star Wars. While at the same time, Filoni can go, or excuse me, Favreau can go like, here's how you do this whole live action thing. Yeah. The level of talent that they have involved in this is unbelievable from like amazing actors who do like just 10 minutes worth of screen work. Like Timothy Oliphant for crying out loud was amazing. And everybody that they bring in has just been such top of their game. Like and specifically the only thing I want to, the last thing I want to mention, and I'll let somebody else gush or criticize to death. It's fine. It's fine. Um, maybe was like the, the, the Jedi episode. Um, like, Last year, like when we talked about Rebels, Brandon, you and I did like that whole Rebels revisit where all I kept complaining about was how often I was just like, let these people breathe and experience a moment. And that whole episode was built exactly the right way, where I'm sure if you took all the dialogue and smushed it together, it's like maybe 15 minutes out of the 45 minute episode. There's so much that's just happening, small movements stillness tells a story. I mean, you could definitely tell that Filoni is turning in his Kurosawa report because he has clearly watched everything that Kurosawa (laughs) made when he was alive. And there are still a few directorial training wheels on that episode. But man, if this is what he does, like when he's got this much wind at his back, I can't wait to see when he feels comfortable as a director, like when he can write and direct something and feels good about it, like next season it's probably going to be the best part is what he is able to put together next year. I'm so excited about this show guys. And I mean, out of all of us, if we're going to be honest, I had the highest bar probably when it came to bringing Ahsoka to the screen, I was very, very anxious about it. And I think on just about every level, he and Rosario Dawson just completely executed on it. Um, It was I mean, the the quiet strength that Ahsoka has, where she doesn't have to say much, but you you get a lot from her. The the body language, like it all, just it fit, and you get you get this Ahsoka that is somebody who is in a place where we haven't spent too much time with her, uh, because it apparently does happen between uh, the events of. I think I think the events, you know, in the last time we see her in Rebels, and then the epilogue of Rebels. So um, it's a it's a different place for her. But man, like that was just great. And then, I mean, Bo-Katan coming back. The, the symbolism of this season, you know, Drew, you you said that like in the Jedi, you could stop it at every frame, and there's so much meaning. That's literally the whole season, like the whole show, the whole like, thing. 
I I went. I mean, I did like 500 words on pillars that were on screen for like two seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but what I wrote is like it still works for for the season and the the visual play that that Favreau and Filoni and the the directors are doing is a very George Lucas thing, you know. These could be silent films um in in a sense. And so I just I you know, honestly, I'm I'm going to do a rewatch of all of the uh this the movies um come this Christmas break. And maybe I'll have to report back on whether I agree with it being better than than Rogue One because I'm not gonna lie, guys, like Mandalorian is putting it up there challenging rebels for that spot of like one wow. of my favorite things. Yeah, and that's a big deal. So huh. um Mark, what are what are your impressions on on the season so far? Well gosh, Drew, that was such a glowing it was just amazing to hear you so positive and just across the board. Like I expected there to be some like, like, you know, uh, uh, constructive criticism that you're so <laughs> eloquent. Drewness. Uh, at, what what at, you're trying to delivering. say is drewness. I, well, yeah. Well, I didn't hey. want to go f- like, I was going to leave that 5% for a different episode. Well, it just puts me in a strange position because I feel like I'm maybe a bit more critical of the series than maybe you are at this point. However, having said that, um, my criticisms are really very nitpicky. I think the second season is even better than the first, and I was really happy with the first, with you know a few very mild exceptions. And I think maybe this time I have some reservations or some nitpicks about the pacing or maybe the tone at times of the episodes but overall i'm the highs are so much higher this season so i think that's been affecting my my perception of it uh, an acceptance of it i don't think that's Um, nitpicky though dude because i i completely agree yeah like i don't you know, Drew, you had made the comment that every single episode is better than the last, and I wholeheartedly disagree. You know, I was pretty critical of episode one. I've come around to it just because, to me, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a premiere where it sets the tone, it sets the plot, it kicks everything off, and episode one just didn't really do that. And oh, that's fine. What? I've realized that's fine. Wait, well, wait, wait, wait. I disagree. Because as time, as time has Hard gone on, I've come around to it. Hard disagree. But wait, we could definitely get into that because no matter what, it was still better than episode two. I have to be completely oh, honest. No, no, no I no, found no, episode no, no, no. two to be a little boring at times. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm just going to say, Lindsay, that I, I really disagree with you um, about episode one. Episode one... Um, I feel like it was um, my least favorite, I guess, I don't because I love them all. Um, yes. But I really feel it. It really set the tone for not the tone necessarily for the whole like arc, but really set like the the whole and like Brandon said it in one of our group chat texts about how this season is all about what it means to be a Mandalorian, and you know that really set the the whole arc. Again, it's a good episode, but I, I have my criticisms, and like Mark, they, those ones might be a little bit more nitpicky, but unlike Mark, I don't think his general criticisms are nitpicky, because there have been some slower moments 
for this season. But overall, yeah, it's it's becoming absolutely fantastic. And just like every other Filoni at the helm kind of project, everything is tying in. So I just feel like it's so difficult to sit here and be like, oh, the Mandalorian this, the Mandalorian that, when we honestly have no idea what's going to come back. Well, I feel like this is a very cathartic thing that we're doing here because I need y'all to help me get through some of my reservations and some of my nitpicks are, and I think it's perhaps maybe just, maybe I'm a little too, I'm becoming a little jaded as to how these stories are, uh, I don't know, uh, crafted or what the intention is behind them. I get a sense, like one of the things that I noticed about this season is I described it like a did a tweet on Twitter where I sort of described it as, you know, that feeling like when you go to celebration and there's a panel and Dave is there and he's sort of sharing like, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do this in the upcoming season. And like he has this big reveal and everybody loses their minds. I feel like <laughs> that's what this show is doing episode to episode where we have all those, Oh my God. Oh my God. Can you believe they so-and-so is in the show now where it feels like, that's like the thing that happens at celebration to get us excited about a thing. But then like it's happening in the show to get us excited about, look, they showed the guy that we all know and that's the person and look, they're here now. And it's, <laughs> it's a little, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm struggling with it. It's maybe, maybe I'm just not going with the flow enough, but it seems like I'm seeing the wheels turning a bit too much and I'm paying more attention to the marketing aspect of it than the storytelling aspect of it. Does yeah, that make man. Sense? I think you and I are pretty much on the same page there. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And that's, I feel like that's valid, but for me, it's more of, Oh my God, that's Bo-Katan. Yes. All my years of, like watching uh, Clone Wars <laughs> have finally paid off and suck it to everyone who was like, that show is garbage. No, suck it guys. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, because I like I um I don't have like you guys are my Star Wars friends you know I um and you guys are all over the world um at, here in my city in my town like um I have a couple friends and yeah they're like casual Star Wars fans you know um they've never watched Clone Wars and like especially my brother who is a big Star Wars fan he like gave me so much crap for watching. The Clone Wars, and he's always like the animation. Uh, like when I told him about Rebels, he's like, "I don't like the animation," and he's just that kind of guy <laughs> about the animated stuff. Um, and so, like for me, it's kind of like seeing Bo-Katan and seeing Ahsoka um, in live action. It, it's very much the feeling I got when I watched um, Han Solo and I saw Darth Maul. Like, like at the end, it was like, "Yes, that's for me." <laughs> um, and and so, so I can kind of see where for you it might like I can I can see how those branches might go off into what you're feeling and what I'm feeling. <laughs> well, but say, I, but don't misunderstand me. I get excited too. I, I'm excited. Like Bo-Katan's appearance is probably Bo-Katan being played by Katie Sackhoff was my number one thing that I wanted to see in this show, and. It delivered big time. I was very, very happy with that. And I still am. And I just cannot wait to see more Bo-Katan. So 
I I don't know. I just guess that on some level I'm I'm kind of, I still I'm, I feel like it's kind of like it's the it's the Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. It's so so good, but it also is so so fan servicey. It it it's just <laughs> well. It's here's not- the thing. Here's the thing. I would agree with you to an extent if I didn't have friends who were casual Star Wars fans, and the yeah. casual Star Wars fans are still being able to keep up with it. Mm. while also becoming intrigued with these characters. Like, I had a friend text me the other day when the Grogu name was revealed because we're both big Baby Yoda fans. And um, so I was, you know, talking to her about it. And she knows Ahsoka just through my obsession with Ahsoka, but doesn't she's never watched Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that. And so she was like, yeah, you know, she was really hyped about Ahsoka as a character. Uh, she was wanting the background on Katie Sackhoff's character. Um, Like there was an excitement there where she was wanting to go see more Star Wars content, which I think is uh, a testament to, to anything like when a, when a new Marvel movie comes out, like it makes you want to see another Marvel movie or whatever, you know? And then if you look on the flip side, for example, like, a bad DC movie comes out and it kind of takes a while for that taste to get out of people's mouth before they go, all right, I want to see another DC movie. And here, you know, you have people are getting excited about it. And there is, there's definitely more of a marketing machine behind it this year. I think they realize uh, the fact that basically they can print money with this thing. Um, It's going to be, it's going to come down to, are the mentions like we get with Ahsoka saying Grand Admiral Thrawn, are they going to pay off in this show or are they going to pay off somewhere else? And it, uh, yeah. when, if and when it does, is it going to feel organic? If we just get all of these characters as cameos to set up a future show and, that, and, and basically Mandalorian becomes a really good cameo show, then we have a problem. But... From what I can tell, the stories and the symbolism that they're using, particularly with like the symbolism of life and death, with the the struggles of light and dark, and things that are very Star Wars themes, I don't really think that's going to be too much of an issue. I think when we get around to you know uh, the last couple episodes, which are coming up to these next couple weeks. Um, we're definitely going to, of course, see Boba Fett because he's saying he's going to stick around. But I would not be surprised to see uh, Bo-Katan come back, you know, and try to help Mando but have problems with Boba Fett. And, like, really create this identity crisis for Din. And I also keep in mind the fact that, like, they're already working on scripts for the fourth season. So they're playing the long oh, game here. Yeah. And, you know, and so... They're definitely playing the long game, and if anything, like season four of Rebels shows that you know Filoni can do that. And looking at you know just something as simple as like Iron Man one is proof positive that Favreau can can set things up uh, very effectively. In a way, there there's a cohesiveness here, and this is not to bash on the sequel trilogy, but there's just there's a cohesiveness here. They know the story that they're telling where the sequel trilogy was everybody playing in their own different sandbox, you know, and then trying to like just push those sandboxes together and call it a playground. Whereas here they're really 
they're building, you know, they're laying the mulch, they're, you know, putting, they're, they're doing all the steps the right way. Um, but again, like, Lindsay has a definite point here that, like, we haven't seen the whole season, but it's really hard for me to say, like, they're going to drop the ball at this point, you know? Um, I, I just don't foresee that happening. And I also want to, like, um, add that I think it's a testament to how how they're doing the filming like you know when we're watching the gallery all the directors were there and they were always there for everybody's episodes you know um Mm -hmm. and so i'm assuming it's it's the same for the second season where like the directors are there and they're collaborating you know with each other um so because of the way that the directors are working together and because of how they're introducing at least how at, at least for me um the Bogotan episode, how they introduced her and the way they introduced her in that, the arc in that, in that particular episode was very well done. Um, so, um, I, I do see like, oh yes, they're going to introduce this character because they're maybe doing a, they're maybe doing a spinoff. But for me, the, the concept of, you know, introducing a character for a spinoff, um, in this universe um, excites me because I always want more Ahsoka. I always want more Bo-Katan. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally. think you're you're absolutely onto something. Um, and and like I said, we'll come back and we'll talk about it some more after uh, the season is over. And Mark, are you planning on doing a Forever Star Wars over the whole season like you did last for last season? Of course. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. So we will. Uh, we'll end the conversation there and uh, come back wait. to it once we have the full season. Wait. 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 What? I. I just. Okay. Why I just want to give. Um. Because I. <laughs> I just want to talk for a second about. Um, we spent a lot, a little bit of time talking about these like outside characters and like the marketing, but I really want to talk about Pedro Pascal for a second. Um, and that scene in the Jedi, um, where he thinks he has to say goodbye to Grogu. Um, Wow. Way to bring the room down, Adriana. Like that is just some phenomenal, just everything about that was well done. Like, Pedro Pascal, the editing, um, the music, everything about that scene was so perfect because it was, there was no talking. It was just, you know, Pedro Pascal holding the, the, the child and like we could, it was just emoting so much and I was like crying and I was like, no, yeah, I can't, yeah. end, like, can't end this way. And so just like Pedro Pascal, man, he, he really, he kills it. In that, I and and I know it's not just him. Um, also, whoever is in the suit, if he's not there, like they're just killing it. Um, with yeah, the helmet acting, yeah. which is one of the hardest things to do, like was really on point. It's it's very much like um, Kylo Ren talking to Vader's helmet. Just the way it's the way you position your head. It's the how long you hold it in a position. Like you you get all of the emotion you need, even though you don't see their face which is is absolutely absolutely amazing all right we are gonna take a super short break and when we come back i'm gonna hand the controls over to drew which is possibly the most terrifying thing i've ever said on here uh i'm scared 
you I don't know if I'm coming back from break. <laughs> you will be. You God. will be. It's gonna be fine. We're up, right? How was I supposed to know she was an imperial spy? I thought she loved me. <laughs> That's the guy, huh? <laughs> an interesting style. I'll say. You say everyone is ship? I have an awful spot this. I'm gonna call I can him. take him. Let me at him. Absolutely not. Hun, these guys are serious gamblers. I'm serious. Stick me. Don't listen to him. All right. This is where the fun begins? Question mark? <laughs> we are going to play a game, and there is one person who knows what this game is. <laughs> And it's the person most of us probably want least to know what the game is. So, Drew, I guess take it away, take it down. I don't know. Yes, you can completely blame me if this implodes and no, everyone, if there's a dramatic uh, increase in unsubscriptions, that occur, <laughs> I will take full responsibility. <laughs> Okay, so guys, welcome to the game for tonight. Um, and we're going to call it, the game is called Back of the Box Trivia. And here's how the game is played. I am going to read to you a section from the description of a Star Wars item. And I'm going to blank out certain words that are going to give, give it away because your job is to guess what it is we're describing. Okay, so this is not that tough, and we're going to restrict it. We're going to do mostly books and stuff like that. So it's going to be things that hopefully most of you are familiar with. So let me give you an example. The back of this box says, Luke Skywalker and the Rebel Alliance continue their Star Wars with the evil empire of Darth Vader in the blank film to be released in George Lucas's sci-fi series. What is that describing? Uh, Ewoks? Caravan of Close. <laughs> Close. You're, you're so very close in that they both started with the same letter. That's the Empire Strikes Back description from TV Guide. So Interesting. Okay. Here, I'm going to give you another example just so we can, you know, we're going to get used to it. We're going to start in easy. Here's, here's another description of the exact same thing. Considered by many the best entry in the series, the blank chapter of the Star Wars trilogy finds the evil Darth Vader, David Prowse in the voice of James Earl Jones, aiding the Emperor in his attempts to crush the rebellion dedicated to halting the Empire's domination of the universe. You would say that's the Empire Strikes Back. So now I'm going to give you, this, is, this, one's, this one's kind of like what the tenor of the rest of them are going to be like. It might be a little bit more challenging, so pay attention. Are you ready? Are we, are we doing yeah, free for so all here? Uh. So here's, here's what I want you to do. When you have a guess, when you're ready to guess, buzz in by just saying your name. So you'd be like, Brandon. And I'll be like, Brandon, what do you think it is? And you're going to be like, I think it's this. And I'm going to be like, ha you're wrong. So we're, sounds, not guessing the, right. we're, we're not guessing the blank. We're guessing Correct. the overall thing. That is correct. So, okay. for example, here this one's for real. So, if you think you know what it is, you can buzz in at any time with your by saying your name. Brandon, go ahead. What do you think it is? <laughs> no, I kid. Uh, right. But ma Midas master and apprentice. Ah, oh, so close, so close. Teacher and student have grown closer over time, but it's been a difficult road. And things aren't about to get any easier. In fact, when they're called to a remote planet for assistance, the pair may be pushed to their breaking point as they find themselves stranded on a strange world of primitive technology and deadly natives. Will they be able to save themselves when war breaks Rogue out around planet. them? Blank. No, close. <laughs> when war uh, breaks out around them. Brandon. Brandon. 
Is it the Anakin and Obi-Wan comic? Very good. First yes. Nice. Okay. All right, I'm just going to say this now. B, get a pen and pencil, or get a pen ready to mark down any of the times that I accidentally curse, because I feel like I'm about to get super competitive. <laughs> oh, this is exactly You really need to know how to do the bleep. You've got you to learn how to do the bleep. Okay, here we go. This one is bullet points. Bullet point one. Betrayed by blank for the last time, blank has escaped and faces a new journey to find his true identity. Second bullet. E3 2010 People's Choice. GameSpot. Best Wait, read the first bullet again. The first one read was... the first bullet. Betrayed by... Is it Force Unleashed? Mm, no, Force sorry. Unleashed Be- oh, see, you already buzzed in. You can't answer again. That's not fair. All right, also, I'm going to read the rest you of didn't, yeah, You didn't shout out your name. You didn't say yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, you're supposed to buzz in with your Yeah, mind. I didn't hear a Lindsay in there anywhere. So I'll give Sorry, the point to so everybody excited. but Lindsay. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Was it okay. Force Unleashed too? It was Force Unleashed too. Very good. Because yeah. I pulled it off my shelf. <laughs> 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 you probably wouldn't have would have gotten it when I said Unleash Fury, wield blank lightsabers, and blah blah blah. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for the next one, everybody? Yes. Mark, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. One of the most cunning and merciless officers of the blank, blank commands the favor of her superiors, the respect of her peers, and the terror of her enemies. But for all her renown, blank remains as virtually unknown as the impassive expression on blank. Now, an adversary is bent on unearthing her mysterious origins and exposing a secret she guards as zealously. Lindsay, Mark, yes, Adriana. Oh, Lindsay got it. Lindsay got it first. What is it? Lindsay? It's Phasma. Yeah, there you go. Damn it, I knew that one. <laughs> it's well speak done. Gotta be well quick, done. man. Gotta be quick. You gotta get in there with your name fast. Okay. All right. Adriana, are you ready for this one? No, I'm too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll read a little slower. No, your reading the- is fine. <laughs> It's me. It's on me. <laughs> As the final showdown between the New Republic and the Empire draws near, all eyes turn to a once isolated planet blank. The Battle of Blank shattered. Brandon. Empire. Yes. Empire's End. Wrong. Continue. The Battle of Blank shattered the Empire, scattering its remaining forces across the galaxy. Brandon. But no, you can't do that. No, you can't go oh, you're out. You're out. You Have gotta sit in the penalty box, mistake. boy. We did not establish that rule at the beginning. I would just like to say. Uh, there are not Apparently so much rules. They're more like guidelines. This is not Calvin Ball. You don't just get to make it up as you go along. No, I, I actually do get to make it up as I go along. How about that? <laughs> but the months following the rebellion's victory have not been easy. The fledgling New Republic has suffered a devastating attack from the Imperial Remnant forcing the new democracy to escalate its hunt for the hidden enemy. And that's it. Mark. Mark, what do you got? Aftermath. Yes, Aftermath. very good. Oh. I was going to say, nice, Mark. Good job. I would, good like job. To, I would like to also read to you a, uh, 
Amazon has uh, pull quotes from reviewers, and this one from The Hollywood Reporter is hilarious. It says, Star Wars Aftermath reveals what happened after the events of 1983's Return of the Jedi. It turns out there's more than just the Empire for the good guys to worry about. Okay, two things. Hollywood Reporter, one, that's not a praise of the book. That's just a summary. Two... It's exactly the empire that they have to worry about. It's not more than just the empire. So I don't think you even read the book. I like people, places, and things. Okay. This one is a deep cut. And there's not nearly enough blanks because I don't know if anyone knows what this is. Okay. You've never seen Star Wars like this. Take the high-speed turns crazy jumps and wild gadgets of big-headed cart racing jumble it with the gravity-defying hyperspace space of star wars and you've got a racing game with an entirely new edge Lindsay, pod racer game thing (laughs) that we were just talking about that you guys love so much that thing wrong no i just wish i could see brandon's face right now because i was like he's gotta love this kind of stuff You've got a racing game with an entirely new edge. As one of eight highly stylized Star Wars personalities, you'll zip through a galaxy of locations, zapping your friends and beating your opponents, which I think is kind of the same thing, really, if you think about it, in an all-out free-for-all. No, one is zipping, one is zapping. (laughs) Filled with crazy power-ups, big air jumps, and even a few surprises. The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. That, was, that was simultaneously the nerdiest and the best joke I think I've ever heard <laughs> oh, I feel like it's a mobile game of some sort Race as be. one of eight Star Wars characters each with their own unique personality vehicle and racing style spoiler alert no they're not all that different nine fully detailed tracks filled with living creatures from all over that galaxy far far away that one is actually what it says that galaxy far far away Smart. four arenas offer a free for all duck and dash experience there's a bit more so feel free to buzz in <laughs> stereo cart <laughs> nice nice all right let's see over 25 gadgets and power-ups, including boosts, force fields, frontal and rear attacks. Five gameplay modes. Race, teams, challenge, arena, race, mirror. These aren't even sentences anymore. These are just words. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee I've the, never heard of this. Yeah, I have no idea. The 90s were a weird time for marketing. Okay, five, four, three, two. One. That's right. It's Star Wars Super Bombad Racing for the PlayStation 1. Very good. You wow. guys should look this game up. It is the most bizarre thing that ever got printed on the PlayStation 1 disc. I absolutely Super Bombad Racing. Yes. Can you guess who the figurehead of the game was? Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Boss Nass. <laughs> Boss Nass is one of the eight playable characters. Oh, <laughs> Stop. No. I will. I will put once the uh, once this episode goes live. I will put the picture of this in the. Uh, <laughs> I will tag it to the post because you guys <laughs> see this crap. The '90s were horrible. Okay, let's get back to something you guys might actually know. Are you ready, Adriana? Are you prepared? I know nothing. Nope, you're gonna know this one. The blank is in ruins. In the wake of their harrowing escape from blank, 
What was once an army has been reduced to a blank. Blank, 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 blank. Their names are famous among the oppressed worlds they fight to liberate. But names can only get you so far. And blank's last desperate call for aid has gone unanswered. Brandon. Brandon. Resistance Reborn. Very good. He takes the lead. Nice thing. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. Okay, you guys, there's, there's, we only got Dang a couple it. more to go. I knew that too, but I was too scared to buzz in in case I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to go with the Kanan um, comic book. Oh, that would have been a good one. Comics are hard because their descriptions are bland and unexciting. As opposed to that one, which had seven blanks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Blank. 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 A red saber unsheathed in the dark. But who was he before he became the right hand of the Sith? As Blank courts a new apprentice, the hidden truth of the Sith Lord's past begins to come to light. Uh, Lindsay. Wow. Oh my god, I can't believe I almost said that. I almost said blank instead of my name. Yes, Lindsay. Lindsay, blank. Um, Jedi Lost? <laughs> yes, Dooku, Jedi Lost. Yeah? The audio yeah. play. Very good. Well done. Ready to well go, done. blank. You did it, blank. I'm so proud of you. All right. This one's for the marbles, because I think Lindsay and Brandon, you guys are tied. So let's see. And uh, uh, technically, Adriana and Mark are tied? <laughs> uh, no, Mark has no. one. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. You're right. Listen. All right, here we go. I... You don't have to sugarcoat it. I suck. <laughs> no. As long as you're having fun, because that's okay. All right, here we go. The exciting next book in the best-selling Blank series has arrived. The Blank has taken hold of the galaxy, and high-ranking officials from each branch of the military have created a Blank, compiling tactical guidelines and procedures as well as mission reports and classified documents for all newly ascending commanders. This Blank details secrets of blank battle tactics. Oh, Lindsay. Acceptable actions. Lindsay. Is it the Imperial Handbook? It is the Imperial Handbook. Oh, wow. Dang it! Oh, my God! Yes. Oh. Fight me! Holy Come on! As soon as she buzzed in. You gotta, you gotta get that confidence, man. You gotta just jump in there when you think you know it. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, man. Okay. Whew. Two more. Two more to go. This one's small, so I gotta blow the print up. Hang on a second, because I'm blind. Adriana's about to make a comeback, y'all. I feel it. Master the art of blank. In the authentic blank experience, blank. Feel the adrenaline of first-person multiplayer blank. Alongside your blank, and take off in a thrilling Star Wars single-player story. The New Republic fights for freedom. The Empire demands order. We need blank to join the galaxy's blank. Brandon. Lindsay? Brandon. Nope, Brandon's got it first. What is it? Star Wars Squadrons? Yeah! Oh, that's what I was going to say! Oh, that's what I was going to say! Man, damn it! Yo, I I pulled that one out of my backside. This, This is fun. Okay. Are you ready? Me and Mark are just over here, like. 
Yeah, I'm still I know. my trivia teams now. <laughs> okay. Anchored by the characters and events of The Blank, Blank reveals a new and exciting chapter of the Star Wars saga. Sidebar. As opposed to what? Something that reveals a boring and b- mundane <laughs> chapter? Anyway. <laughs> Containing the series' unique graphical style, a story conceived by the writers of the blank, multiple Lindsay. playable character. Lindsay. Oh, wait. Oh, I should have waited. <laughs> did you just say multiple playable characters? I did. Oh, damn it to hell. You did. Oh, can I take back my Lindsay? Nope, you have one chance to get a really lucky guess. Wow, I was going to say Clone Wars, but that's obviously not correct. Nope, it is not. Okay, so let's, all right. Let's, so, let's continue. Multiple playable Wait, no, characters. but I didn't yet. Oh. Or I, I said I was oh, going oh, to say it, but I didn't. Is this like when Aladdin's in the Cave of Wonders? He's like, I didn't actually wish for you to get us out of the cave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> no, because as soon as you said playable characters, I knew it wasn't Clone Wars. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, you bad boy. No more freebies. I right, feel come on, Lindsay, give me an answer. <laughs> that was amazing. Five. I feel like it has to. Four. Um, Three. The original Battlefront. Wrong. Multiple yeah. playable characters. Across. Drew, can you Drew, can you start it over now? Because I can't remember what okay. the first yeah. one was. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. I was like, why are you buzzing in for me? I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mark or Adriana, just block Brandon, please. We're on defense now, guys. Come on. Lindsay, you just got to start texting answers to them. Come on. Anchored by the characters <laughs> and events of The Blank, The Blank reveals a new and exciting chapter of the Star Wars saga. Containing the series' unique graphical style, a story conceived by the writers of the television series, multiple playable characters across two classes, and co-op gameplay, it is a must-have title, sure to enthrall both new and more seasoned fans alike. Spoiler alert, this was not a must-have title. (laughs) Ooh, it's quiet. The only Star Wars game I've ever played is Pod Racer. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, I feel like I it has books to in there that I knew you read too. <laughs> I mean, it has to be a game. Yeah, and it sounds it like it's game. the Clone Wars game. <laughs> there, it, it is related to the Clone Wars. I'll give you that. <sighs> Brandon is. It's not the Disney Infinity game. Clone Wars DC. (laughs) No, it's not (laughs) Disney Infinity. Sorry, Mark. Adriana, Brandon, shots in the dark. Star Wars Pod Racer. Um, Four. Three. Furious Googling Clone Wars games. Galaxy of Heroes. Wrong. Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Republic Heroes for the Nintendo DS. Very good. Republic Heroes or Republic Commandos? Republic Heroes for the D it it would start uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. So that's your multiple playable characters, by the way, is two. (laughs) It's literally the bare minimum for them to use the word multiple. (laughs) I have to say though, I, I immediately, I'm sure you even heard me furiously typing as soon as I was out. And as I'm reading through all these titles, I'm still just like, I don't know what it would be. So I feel better. And Brandon didn't get it. So back of the box. Okay. 
No, we can't do that because I stole this idea from another pod, uh, another podcast. <laughs> oh, you trick. <laughs> All right. Last chance for redemption, guys. This is it. Blank illuminates the shadowy outlines of a criminal conspiracy that exists in the background of the events in the movies, ruled by a character new to us. Blank is a mastermind of evil who dares to oppose one of the best-known fictional villains of all time, Blank. The story involves all the featured Star Wars movie characters, plus Emperor Palpatine, and of course, Blank himself. <gasps> I also like these kind of descriptions that say things like, the story involves, like, no, stop. That's not how marketing works, guys. What is it? Is it? Um... Nah, buzzing with your name when you feel like you want to guess. I know, I know, I know. I'm thinking. Can you can you read it again? I'm going to read it again. Yeah. Do you yeah. want it more dramatic or less dramatic? Wait, more hold dramatic. on. No. Excellent. Good decision. <laughs> Blank illuminates the shadowy outlines of a criminal conspiracy. Okay, Lindsay. Lindsay. Is it Shadows of the Empire? Is it the book? The game? <gasps> No, oh, you jerk. <laughs> you or the <laughs> soundtrack. Um wow. The soundtrack. Uh I guess wow. I guess I'll say book. <laughs> it is the book. You did it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking it was Guys, Shadow, this has been a lot of fun. And then I didn't remember. Thank God you thank God Brandon insisted you reread it cuz as soon as you said Shadowy, I was like, no, it has to be it. I so thought thanks, about, like, thanks, thanks, thanks for the way. I thought shadowy was. Oh, I thought that was too easy. Yeah. Well, again, I like this game, it's, guys. It's, it's, it's the kind of marketing blurb that includes the phrase "the story involves all the featured Star Wars movie characters." I mean, the book says Star Wars on the front cover. <laughs> it's a surprise. Oh. Uh. There you go. Uh, Guys, I hope you had as much fun as I had because I had a ball doing this kind of thing. All right, it's very creative. I have, I have it was a very creative game. I have to give I it know, to you. It was fun. I know who to include in my uh, Star Wars trivia night team now, and and who who is, uh, is I'm going to invite to come watch. Yeah, it's you and Brandon. You <laughs> oh please, nice. like I would Sweet. volunteer myself to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. Very good, guys. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun, and I can't wait Thank to you, do Drew. it again. Yes, more <laughs> trivia to come in the near-ish future. Uh, yeah, it's in the really works. Got to nail that down because you keep teasing me this like massive like. Well, here's the thing: battle contest of titans. I I wish I could show you in the book that I'm working through. Going like. It's the first, it's the, the Lucas saga, but it also brings in stuff from the EU and complete, like, randomness. And so I have to go yes. through and look for all the questions that are actually still canon. So I'm going through every movie. Now, mind you, there's, like, a thousand questions per movie, and I'm not being hyperbolic. <laughs> <laughs> I like I held like just the part that was a New Hope era today, and it was like a book in and of itself. Oh my so gosh. I'm working through it. I don't. There used to be a trivia book from like the the late '90s that had an electronic um, thing on the front of it where you 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 punched in 
you could tell it, it would tell you a number, basically, and the number would correspond to a question inside the book. So you'd hit it, it would randomize, it'd be like 963. So you would just go find question 963, read the question, and it had four answers, and the little front panel had A, B, C, and D. So you would punch it in, and it would tell you whether you got it right or wrong. So I don't think you need to be nearly as judicious as trying to figure out which ones are still canon or not. That's half the fun. And the trivia I mean, will having be a, a, B, time. C, D, right? You will be multiple choice, right? Absolutely maybe. not. M- maybe not. Absolutely not? No. <laughs> no. no. We'll have... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out off air. This is not good. This is not good podcasting, guys. <laughs> People don't want to know about this. <laughs> Let's Get be out honest. Of here. If they made it this far, they're having a perfectly fine time, okay? That's fair. That's fair. And if they want to continue to have a perfectly fine time, uh, they can head over to our Patreon <laughs> and get... <laughs> and get- <laughs> Clashingsabers.net. A perfectly fine time. What are <laughs> oh man they can head over to our patreon at patreon.com slash clashing sabers and uh get some more content and also help out with our nonprofit getting star wars books into schools and classrooms across the country uh a hundred percent of those proceeds go to uh buying and shipping books um also Keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook at Clashing Sabers and Clashing Sabers Star Wars uh, because we are going to be having another fundraiser uh, come the new year, and that will be a really good chance for you to both support our mission and also win some really cool Star Wars stuff. So pay attention there. If you want to find Drew, he is at the Drew Brett. Send all of your angry tweets there. Lindy if you're is, one of the people who was shouting answers at your podcasting device while these guys were just bumbling through descriptions, please let me know because I feel that pain. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find Lindsay at the Lady of Lore, Adriana at Hoth Stuff on Twitter, and so Mark. <laughs> yeah, that one. You know what I mean. Celestial Intent. <laughs> That's fair. <sighs> okay. I'm going to do that again. You can find Lindsay at the Lady of Lore and Adriana at Celestial Intent on Twitter. And, of course, DJ M. Marquis is also there. And that is, of course, the wonderful and immaculate Mark. So until we meet again for more trivia and laughs, everybody remember that what we really learned here is the most important fact of Star Wars is batch eight. Hi-ho. Oh, that was good, guys. Like, you would think we practiced that. (laughs) (laughs) After, what, two years of doing it, right? That might be the most perfect one we've ever done. I'm really proud of us, guys. Like, that that made my night. Like, that's it. We're done. We're done. We're done podcasting, guys. This is it. Clashing Sabers is over. We're done. Goodbye. I was waiting for you to promote the the bisected airspace cafeteria on the <laughs> on the the extra Patreon content. Oh uh, well, I think you just did that because I'm still recording, and we're definitely leaving this in the episode. Goodbye, folks. Need to.
The podcast you just listened to and all other Clashing Sabers productions are the intellectual property of ClashingSabers.net. All sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff, and we just use different informational and educational purposes. Bottom line, we made it, it's ours, they made it, it's theirs. Seems simple, but if you're still confused, feel free to email us at ClashingSabersNetwork at gmail.com. We have no association with Lucasfilm, Disney, or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about. But, Kathleen Kennedy, if you need anything, let me know. I work for cheap. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.